Beyond Infinity, Beyond Infinity. Beyond Infinity. your Beyond weekly Infinity. dose of science and technology on Radio Port Phillip with Piers Cunningham. And welcome to a special feature on Titan, that elusive and enigmatic moon of Saturn. It was studied quite closely by the Cassini orbiter for that 13-year incredible mission that it did from 2004. And it also had a lander, uh, a European lander called Huygens, named after an early European astronomer who investigated Titan many years ago. Titan is uh, an interesting place. It's very large. It's the second largest moon um, of any planet in the solar system, only, second only to Ganymede. And it uh, has a thick atmosphere. It's bigger than Mercury. It's believed to have been captured by Saturn billions of years ago during the course of, of the evolution and development of our solar system. There's a theory that the gas giants may have moved around from uh, inner solar system further out into the locations where they are in the central regions of the solar system, if you like, relative to where the outermost planets are. So possibly a captured object, very thick atmosphere, very inhospitable place. It's uh, minus 180 Celsius uh, on the surface. It's 1.4 billion kilometers away from the sun, so that's about 10 times farther away than Earth is. Surface pressure is 50% higher than Earth's. But I think it's the only place in the solar system, apart from Earth, that has standing liquid bodies of water on its surface. Now, this was picked up because a normal camera can't penetrate that thick yellowish haze that envelops Titan, but the Cassini orbiter had a, a special radio mapping instrument on board, and it was able to peer through those clouds and map the surface of Titan. And they noticed in certain areas, particularly around the North Pole, that there was a reflection, like a surface, a glint, which is what if you look out of a plane down on, on from on high down on uh, on water bodies or lakes, you can see this reflection of the sun, and that's what they were picking up. This this radar was getting these reflections. So those reflections turned out to be literally lakes, lots of them, very large, some of them as large as the Great Lakes of North America. And they are not water on the surface because it's way too cold. In fact, the rock of Titan, so-called rock, is actually ice, frozen ice, frozen solid, minus 180 Celsius. But these lakes consist of hydrocarbons, so liquid methane and ethane are what comprise those lakes. They've even seen what they think are islands in those lakes and even possibly waves. And if you go back on our website, if you want to hunt around for more about this on the wave side, we've got a podcast called Surfs Up on Titan. That's on our website beyondinfinity.com.au if you want to listen to that. We recorded it some time ago. But a uh, really interesting place. A lot of light shed on it by that Huygens lander. In fact, images of the surface, which looked like a kind of frozen plane with uh, rounded pebbles that possibly were rounded by, um, by motion through liquid. So bumping along like a, a smooth river rock would on Earth. They could see this, the parachute land. There wasn't a lot of detail of the surface, but they did add, on the way down, they had cameras uh, that, that, were, that were photographing uh, as the probe descended on its parachute, taking a couple of hours to get down through that thick atmosphere and eventually gently arrive at the surface and continued actually to uh, broadcast images from the surface. They've got a good idea of one area where they happen to land. They've also got that mapping that they did with Cassini over, over those years of it being in orbit. And in fact, it did hundreds of passes around Titan because it used Titan to change its orbit around and, and retarget different moons and other targets in the Saturnian system. So Titan 
Titan was flown by many times uh, by uh, the Cassini orbiter. Discovered back in 1655 by Christian Huygens, the atmosphere is made up of 98% nitrogen, 1.4% methane, 0.2% hydrogen. Lots of interesting chemistry going on there. And that's why NASA has decided to return to Titan. They've announced a mission called Dragonfly, which is basically a mission to send a drone to Titan to land and do science in one area and check for possible prebiotic life or even current weird exotic forms of life that might have evolved there in that frigid environment and then to take off and and investigate another area so doing kind of hops covering different regions of the surface the mission is scheduled to launch in 2026 and arrive at titan in 2034 so we've got a while to wait it's part of NASA's New Frontiers program, which was um, the program that was involved in the uh, investigation of the Kuiper Belt, the New Horizons mission out to Pluto in the Kuiper Belt. Juno is another that's in orbit around Jupiter, studying uh, the gas giant, and also OSIRIS-REx, which is a mission to the asteroid Bennu, a current mission to the asteroid Bennu. All of these you can look up on the uh, NASA website, nasa.gov. Uh, the principal investigator is Elizabeth Turtle, and uh, she's based at the Johns Hopkins University's Applied Physics Laboratory in Laurel, Maryland. So an alternative institution there other than JPL or Caltech or other places that often uh, do um, planetary missions, APL seems to be getting on that act in a big way in recent years. Now, effectively, it's a large drone. It'll take advantage of Titan's dense atmosphere, four times as dense as Earth's, to become the first vehicle ever to fly its entire science payload to new places for repeatable and targeted access to surface materials. So this is the idea behind this. Titan is a kind of analogue to the very early Earth, might provide clues to how life got started on our home planet. It's a mission that's going to last about 2.7 years, Earth years, then it may be extended beyond that, see how things go on the surface if it makes it there. Long way off and difficult environment to get to, but it will be great to have a spacecraft with the instruments they want tailored to that environment and the ability to move around effectively on this incredibly exotic, interesting place. You know, you can watch a descent video, uh, just do a, a YouTube search for Huygens descent and you'll be able to uh, see what the surface looks like and also what the spacecraft saw as it, as it uh, rode its parachute down, wafting through the dense atmosphere and sort of gradually resolving more and more of the surface details and the topography of where it finally landed on the way down. So instruments are going to study how far prebiotic chemistry might have progressed there on Titan. It'll search for chemical evidence of past and existent life. According to Jim Bridenstine, NASA administrator, with the Dragonfly mission, NASA will once again do what no one else can do. Visiting this mysterious ocean world could revolutionize what we know about life in the universe. This cutting-edge mission would have been unthinkable even just a few years ago, but now we're ready for Dragonfly's amazing flight. That's according to Jim Bridenstine. It's going to take advantage, as I mentioned, of all that uh, really useful 13 years worth of data that Cassini gathered while it was in orbit around the gas giant Saturn, studying its incredible moons and its uh, wonderful and beautiful and possibly quite short-lived ring system. According to Thomas Zerbuchen, NASA's Associate Administrator for Science in Washington, 
Titan is unlike any other place in the solar system and Dragonfly is like no other mission. It's remarkable to think of this spacecraft flying miles and miles across the organic sand dunes of Saturn's largest moon, exploring the processes that shape this extraordinary environment. Dragonfly will visit a world filled with a wide variety of organic compounds which are the building blocks of life and could teach us about the origin of life itself. Leveraging off Cassini data, it's going to first land at a, an equatorial region known as Sangrila. Those are the sand dunes, terrestrially similar to linear dunes in Namibia in southern Africa and a diverse sampling location. It'll explore that area in short flights, so short hops. These will be up to eight kilometers in distance. And stop along the way, take samples using spectroscopes and possibly a way to dig into the soil and, and onboard laboratory, similar to what's on the surface of Mars with the Curiosity rover, Mars Science Laboratory, as it's also known. Dragonfly will eventually reach a place called the Selk Impact Crater, where there's evidence of past liquid water and organics, which are the complex molecules uh, that contain carbon, combined with hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen, and energy, which together make up the recipe for life. One of the interesting things about Titan, I should mention at this point, is that it is believed to have a very large subsurface ocean, so a frozen crust, if you like, which is what the uh, Dragonfly mission will be investigating, where those liquid hydrocarbon lakes are. And then underneath that, through, I would imagine, several kilometres at least of, of uh, rock-hard ice, there is this subsurface ocean, similar to one at Ganymede. Ganymede is another place in, within the solar system that is believed to have a subsurface ocean, also Enceladus. And there are other moons that may have them as well. So it seems to be not uncommon to have subsurface water or liquid oceans within our solar system. And, and these are really you know, good places to look. Europa, another moon of Jupiter, is believed to have a massive subsurface ocean. And we're talking, you know, the amounts of water uh, on Europa could, could rival the, the volume of water in the Earth's oceans. So we're talking about very, very large amounts of water and possibly places that you might find exotic forms of life, maybe just microbial life, maybe more. Dragonfly is going to move around, uh, investigate different parts of Titan. I'm, for one, am really excited to uh, find out more about this place. It was great to see those, those first images, you know, that fleeting glimpse of the surface as revealed by the Huygens lander on Titan back in, uh, what, the early 2000s, soon after Cassini entered orbit in 2004, after a seven-year journey from Earth. Incredibly successful, a very large spacecraft. Cassini was the size of a bus, uh, eventually was deliberately crashed into the uh, atmosphere and burned up in the atmosphere to avoid any possibility of contaminating the moons of Saturn, which are believed well, possibly to, uh, to have chemistry which could have resulted in the formation of life. But unlike Earth, Titan has clouds and rain of methane, and other organics are formed in the atmosphere and fall like light snow. The moon's weather and surface processes have combined complex organics, energy and water similar to those that may have sparked life on our home planet. So urge you to have a read if you want from NASA's website. So for more information on this, solarsystem.nasa.gov is one place to look for more about Titan and another is planetarymissions.nasa.gov to find out more about that uh, new frontiers program and that mission known as Dragonfly to investigate Saturn's largest moon, the second largest in the solar system, that exotic place known as Titan. You're listening to Beyond Infinity. Beyond Infinity. Beyond Infinity. Beyond Infinity.
science and technology podcasts. You'll find show notes and other resources, plus our complete searchable backlist of over 600 podcasts at our program website, beyondinfinity.com.au.